sunny intervals with a moderate breeze in the Outmar team. Highs of 14 degrees in Monaco, Monton and Nice. Clear skies and sunshine in Cannes and Saint-Tropez with highs of 15 degrees. This evening going down to 2 degrees with clear skies. And the outer for Thursday and Friday remaining fine. Highs of 14 to 15 degrees with a moderate wind. The sun will rise at 7.47 this morning and sets at 20 to 6 this evening. In London today, light cloud, moderate breeze and 11 degrees. Uh, hope you're well this Wednesday morning. Blimey, it's all go this morning for me. I don't know quite what's happened. I've, I've managed to tie myself up. I don't know. I put this jacket on and I've tied the bottom bit and I actually can't, I can't get it off. I've been trying. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Well, I'm here in my hat, scarf and gloves as I can't get any of it off. Uh, brace yourselves. Yes, that's the news today, nationally in France, as changes from today, the 1st of February, as with the 1st of every month in France. I'll be telling you about those uh, changes at 7.30 in this morning's news bulletin. And just hours after a day of strike action, more action has been announced by unions in France. And the lost lottery. My goodness, how would you feel? Somebody's failed to come forward and they've run out of time. Maybe they never knew. Uh, so maybe that was the best thing. In football, uh, Chelsea have agreed a British record 121 million euro deal for midfielder Enzo Ferdinand. And also this evening, Manchester United play Nottingham Forest in the semi finals. Uh EFL Cup. Kickoff is at 9pm French time. Coming up shortly, we'll have this morning's entertainment news, if I can find it. Uh, best of the Riviera throughout the day on Riviera Radio. The news live from London at 8. Pop quiz just after 8 o'clock and 3 in a row with a link after 9. Also this morning, I'll be telling you that a recent study has suggested how sitting in traffic for just two hours can lead to brain damage. And the survey has shown that a third of children believe they receive more education from TikTok than at school. Slippery slope is what comes to mind starting this hour with the Beatles and She Loves You. She loves you, yeah. Even after all this time. Beep, 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 yeah. Riviera Radio Travel News. Taking a look at the region's road, slow moving, coming off the A8 motorway into Monaco. The tunnel there is currently closed on the trains. Uh, it's better than yesterday, but it's not brilliant either. Uh, 7.15, Nice to Cannes-la-Bocca, which should be leaving right now, is running 10 minutes late. And the 8 o'clock, Les Arcs-Draguignon, Nice to Les Arcs-Draguignon, has been cancelled, as has the, uh, the 8 o'clock uh, train. And the 8.15, Nice uh, to Monton has also been cancelled. Uh, taking a look at Nice International Airport this morning, so far there's nothing to report on the arrivals or the departures. Quarter past seven, time for this morning's entertainment news. Hollywood actor Alec Baldwin has been formally charged in New Mexico with involuntary manslaughter over the fatal shooting of a cinematographer on the set of the Western film Rust. Baldwin has vowed to fight the two counts against him, with his lawyer calling the case a terrible miscarriage of justice. 
Ed Sheeran has revealed he's had some turbulent things happen to him in his personal life as he returned to social media after a rather long break. Uh, the singer admitted that he hasn't been as engaged with his fans online as he would have liked to be, with many of his recent posts simply promoting his music and tour performances. In a video he shared on Instagram, Ed explained that he didn't want to pretend to be something he wasn't by posting during his personal troubles, but vowed that he was hoping to be more active with his followers in the coming weeks. I still can't get back onto social media ever since I've lost my Apple ID, but hey-ho. Uh, the Eurovision fever has hit Liverpool with an official handover ceremony and the semi-final draw taking place in the city ahead of this year's song contest. Uh, make a note of the date. It's the 13th of May. Uh, the mayor of last year's host city, Turin, handed over the symbolic Eurovision key to his Liverpool counterpart, Joanne Anderson. 31 countries were given spots in the two semi-finals, with the grand final to be held on May the 13th, and the UK is hosting the event on behalf of last year's winners, Ukraine. What day is it today? The February the 1st is Change Your Password Day, because you probably can't remember it. It's also Freedom Day. It was on this day in 1930 that the first ever Times crossword was published. On this day in 1965, prescriptions on the NHS became free of charge and remained so until June 1968. It was on this day in 1984 that in the UK, Chancellor Nigel Lawson announced that the half-penny coin would cease uh, to be a legal tender. On this day in 2008, NASA announced that Across the Universe by the Beatles will be the first song beamed directly into space. And it was on this day, February the 1st, 2017, that British MPs voted in favour of the European Union bill allowing the government to begin Brexit. If it's your birthday today, uh, then you share it uh, with... Who do you share it with? You share it with Mike Campbell, the guitarist of the Heartbreakers and Fleetwood Mac. Also, Harry Styles, you can now do a degree in. The singer turns just 29, spring chicken. And Don Everly, singer-songwriter, is 86 today. So here they are, the Everly Brothers, and all I have to do is dream. Dream. Brothers, all I have to do is a dream. 20 past seven. And, well, we don't have to dream because he's going to be live with me in the studio. Yes, the well-being window is back this morning at nine o'clock. Uh, UK psychotherapist Gavin Sharp will be joining me. Uh, we'll be getting ready for... Valentine's Day and we'll be finding out the secrets to a happy relationship. Is it communication? Is it sex? Is there an art to successful relationships or is it just all in the hands of the gods? Uh, Gavin has just written in saying, don't panic about being tied up. I mentioned earlier, I can't actually get this jacket off. I don't know what I've done. I was trying to look sportive, <laughs> sporty today. <laughs> sporty spice. I don't know what I look like. I look more like a womble. Uh, don't panic, says uh, Gavin. I'll be there at eight o'clock. I can always undress you. Gavin, oh gosh, that sounds worse than you meant. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. You're on Riviera Radio. The weekend and less than zero. Coming up ahead of the news, sports and weather. 7.21, the Full English Breakfast Show.
Robbie Williams and Phil at 7.28. Don't forget if you have a question for Gavin uh, this morning at 9 o'clock. It's the well-being window that's back. We're talking Valentine's Day and the secrets to a happy and successful relationship. A studio at rivieradio.mc. If you have a question you'd like to put to Gavin. The English Breakfast Show is brought to you by Air France. Fly to spectacular destinations around the world. The Air France network accompanies you at every step of your travel cravings to make sure there is no location you cannot reach. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Go to airfrance.fr or in your local travel agency. The World AI Can Festival, the world's first artificial intelligence event, is coming back to Cannes. Meet us on the 9th, 10th and 11th of February for three days of conferences and exhibitions with the world's leading experts in artificial intelligence. Free registration at www.worldaican.com. Sales alert! At Lille France Mugin and Cap 3 Meal, take advantage of magical sales with up to 70% off on the biggest brands of bedding and sofas until the 8th of February. Hurry up, stocks are limited. Lille France, dormez comme vous l'avez toujours rêvé. Don't miss the 2023 Six Nations Rugby Championship. Tune in to 106.5 Riviera Radio every Friday before and Monday after each game at 7.33am, 8.33am, 9.33am, 12.33pm, 4.33pm, 5.33pm and 6.33pm in partnership with Van Diemen's, the authentic Australian pub on the Corsolet in Nice. Looking for a fresh approach to selling your property? Cote d'Azur Villas. Finding buyers where no one else can. Contact our team at cotezurevillasales.com. The local news brought to you by Balkan Estates, Knight Frank Monaco, the largest privately owned real estate group in the world. On FM and DAB Plus across the Cote d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Good morning, it's 7.30. I'm Sarah Lysett reporting. As with the first of every month in France, today, February the 1st, we'll see several changes uh, from an increase in motorway tolls to an end of some COVID rules. Uh, February the 1st, we'll see a rise of 4.75% on France's motorway network, although there will be a special gesture made for short homework journeys limited to 30 kilometres. Taxi fares are to increase by 4% today. And in banks, if you have savings in a livre A, the rate will be raised from 2% to 3%. In transport, the SNCF are changing the rules for exchanging a ticket and from today, take note that exchanging your ticket a week before departure will now cost you 19 euros. As far as electricity is concerned, there will be a 15% increase as while the tariff shield on electricity and gas prices is maintained in 2023, it is less protective than that of 2022. Concerning employment in France, there will be a 25% reduction in the duration of compensation for job seekers. Finally, created at the start of the health crisis in 2020 in order to limit the spread of COVID, exceptional work stoppages for people who test positive will no longer be possible and systematic isolation of positive cases as well as carrying out a test two days after being a contact case will no longer be required. With the follow-up of contact cases via the COVID contact service managed by the health insurance ceasing to exist.
In other news, French unions have announced two separate days of action against the government's pension reform just hours after nationwide demonstrations on Tuesday. Tuesday, February the 7th and Saturday, February the 11th have been suggested as unions say the government must listen to the massive rejection of the reform and withdraw it. On Tuesday, figures estimated that nearly 1.3 million people took to the streets of France to express their opposition to one of Macron's main policies. On January the 19th, one million protesters gathered throughout the country. The CGT claimed that 2.8 million people demonstrated on Tuesday. France's interior minister praised the police for ensuring the protest took place in an orderly fashion. Uh, but the day did cause widespread chaos. Schools and colleges closed and transport networks were heavily disrupted. Currently, France's retirement age of 62 is among the lowest in Europe and the government claims maintaining the option will become financially unsustainable. However, Macron's opponents say the system is currently balanced. The head of the Independent Pensions Advisory Council recently told the French Parliament that pension spending was not out of control. In its annual report published today, the Abbé Pierre Foundation warns of poor housing in France, which affects millions of people. According to the foundation, the number of homeless people in France has more than doubled in 10 years. Homeless, in emergency accommodation or in a centre for asylum seekers, homeless people have seen their number increase by nearly 130%. That's since 2012, with around 300,000 homeless. This figure includes some 200,000 people in emergency accommodation, 110,000 migrants in reception centres or accommodation for asylum seekers, plus around 27,000 homeless people sleeping in the street, the metro, in a tent or in a car. In local news, two people have been placed in police custody in connection with the disappearance of 18-year-old CM Boholimia in the Guard, reported on Monday on Riviera Radio. Salem has not given any sign of life since January the 25th. A man and his ex-girlfriend were taken into custody on Tuesday. The man was arrested near Arles as part of the investigation and his ex-companion was also placed in police custody as part of the same investigation. The young woman is still nowhere to be found and the investigation continues. A priest in the VAR has been suspended following an investigation for sexual assault. Authorities are verifying the facts that could be qualified as sexual assault. In the meantime, the VAR priest has been suspended by the Bishop of Fréjus Toulon for not having respected his commitment to celibacy and is also the subject of an open investigation for sexual assault. The priest uh, ordained in 2004 in the VAR was notably the parish priest of Lagarde between 2007 and 2013 and also of the Cathedral of Toulon between 2014 and 2020. Monaco's Minister of State has tested positive for a second time for COVID. In a statement sent to the press on Tuesday afternoon, the Prince's government announced that Pierre Dartou, Minister of State for the Principality, tested positive for COVID in the morning. Dartou has mild symptoms and his condition does not cause any concern. The Minister will continue to work remotely in permanent liaisons with the government advisers and will respect the duration of isolation in accordance with the health rules in force. This is the second time 
time that Pierre Dartu has contracted uh, the coronavirus. At the end of December 2021, during the end-of-year celebrations, he and several members of his family had tested positive upon their return from vacation in the Alps. It was just a week ago uh, that the Prince's Palace had sent a similar press release to announce the positive result of Prince Albert II of Monaco for COVID for the third time in almost three years of the health crisis. Meanwhile, cases of COVID in Monaco have continued to decline. In the week to last Sunday, only 14 cases of COVID were detected in the Principality. The incident rate was 36 per 100,000 people. That's down from 43 in the previous week. As of Sunday, January the 29th, seven people, including four residents, were hospitalised at the Princess Grace Hospital. No one was being treated in intensive care. As of Sunday evening, five people were being followed by the Home Monitoring Centre. Finally, France's national lottery body, the Francais des Jeux, has confirmed that the million euros won by a Charente has been definitely lost as the player, who had until midnight on Monday evening, has failed to come forward and collect their winnings. The money has therefore been recovered by the FDJ and will be put back into play. The Local News, brought to you by Balkan Estates, Knight Frank Monaco, the largest privately owned real estate group in the world. Find out more at balkanestates.com. Riviera Radio Business News, brought to you by Barclays. In this morning's business news, oil giant ExxonMobil reaped a record $55.7 billion in profit last year as oil prices surged following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The total was more than double 2021's figure and is likely to renew pressure on the industry after some countries, including the UK, imposed special taxes on the profits of last year. The company has criticised such measures as counterproductive. PayPal, PayPal rather, is the latest victim as it's shedding around 2,000 jobs or 7% of its workers as it becomes the latest big tech firm to cut costs. The online payments company says it was forced to make the decision as it faces a challenging environment. A PayPal's announcement follows tens of thousands of layoffs by technology giants in the last month alone. This year, Google's parent company Alphabet, Amazon and Microsoft have announced major job cuts. The UK government is announcing measures to robustly regulate the cryptocurrency industry. It says the proposals being published on Wednesday will give consumers confidence while allowing the sector to thrive. Critics say ministers should take a cautious approach given the industry's prolonged global slump. The crisis has seen companies collapse, crypto values tumble and customers lose huge sums of money. And analysis has suggested that the way electricity prices are set has pushed UK household bills up by £7.2 billion over just two years. Under existing rules, energy suppliers pay the highest price for wholesale electricity, no matter how it's made. Gas-fired generation is the most expensive and only makes up about 40% of all electricity made for UK homes. According to the not-for-profit climate think tank, a carbon tracker, if an average price was used, the UK's bill could be much lower. 
On the foreign exchanges, one euro is worth one US dollar zero eight cents. The British pound is buying one US dollar twenty three cents. The pound's worth one euro thirteen cents, which means the euro is trading at eighty seven point twenty seven pence. The Swiss franc is buying one US dollar zero nine cents. The Bitcoin twenty three thousand one hundred thirty seven dollars eighty one cents. Ethereum one thousand five hundred eighty three dollars twenty one cents. And commodities: the price of an ounce of gold one thousand nine hundred twenty six. Dollars sixty-three cents and a barrel Brent crude eighty-four dollars and forty-nine cents. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on one hundred six point five FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength, and we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since nineteen twenty-two. To find out more. Search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-3535. Riviera Radio, Sports News. In football, Chelsea have agreed a British record of 121 million euros. It's a deal for midfielder Enzo Ferdinand. The deal uh, eclipses the one in back in 2021 when Manchester City paid 100 million pounds uh, for Jack Grealish. Uh, Newcastle United reached the first cup final since 1999 by overcoming Southampton 2-1 in the AFL Cup uh, last night. They will now face either Manchester United or Nottingham Forest at Wembley. Manchester United do play Nottingham Forest this evening in the semi-finals. Kick-off is at 9pm French time. In Rugby Union, England hooker Jamie George is on track to be available for Saturday's Six Nations opener against Scotland. George sustained a concussion in Saracen's defeat by Edinburgh on January the 22nd. And in tennis, former world number two Alexander Zevrev will not face disciplinary action following an investigation into allegations of domestic abuse. The ATP investigation found there was insufficient evidence uh, to the claims made by the German's former girlfriend. Sunny intervals with a moderate breeze in the Outmara team. Highs of 14 degrees in Monaco, Monton and Nice. Clear skies and sunshine are forecast in Cannes and in the Var and Santa Pay with highs of 15 degrees. This evening going down to 2 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for tomorrow and Friday remaining fine. Highs of 14 to 15 degrees with a moderate wind. Finally, breathing in diesel exhaust while sitting in traffic for just a couple of hours can impair brain function, according to a new study. Traffic pollution has long been linked to memory problems, but it was generally thought that long-term exposure posed the biggest risk. However, researchers in Canada have now found that the damage causes measurable changes within just two hours. You're up to date. The news is available on our website because I put it there, rivieradio.mc and don't forget you can check out some fantastic uh, prizes if you join the Privilege Club. There are some great offers on at the moment. Just go to rivieradio.mc and join the Privilege Club and uh, also you can check out our Facebook page 106.5 Riviera Radio. I've posted quite a few of the news items uh, from this morning's news on there if you want to take a look and for 
news items in detail, it's our website, rivieradio.mc. And if you want to get a question in for Gavin, the wellbeing window is back. Yes. Get ready for Valentine's Day, whatever that may be. Studio at rivieradio.mc. If you have a question for Gavin Sharp in this morning's show after nine o'clock. Lighthouse family and Ocean Drive talking about driving. The full English breakfast show at quarter to eight. Riviera Radio. It's true. Camp Blue. I can share. It's just gone uh, 10 to 8, so we'll have the best of the Riviera. Look at the papers and the news live from the BBC at 8 o'clock. And, well I, well, I was just thinking to myself, this isn't bad, this being sick business, because Dominique, sorry, kindly just brought my coffee in for me, and she topped it up because it got a bit cold. And Gavin Sharp, who's arrived early, he's always on time, and if not, a little bit early, for today's Riviera Wellbeing. We'll be talking about Valentine's Day and how to have a successful relationship. He's brought me some amazing fresh lemons from his garden to help me. So I was just thinking, oh, how long can I stretch this out for? And then I had been reading, and I didn't realise it was on one of the rules I'm going to tell you about later on. Some etiquette expert has shared the eight rules for working in 2023. And guess what? In one of the eight, it says, never go into the office sick. <laughs> Get you. What happened to the days when you did anything you wanted to? Eddie and the Hot Rods. anything you wanted to do. Taking a look at the front pages in the UK this morning, the Times says Britain and the European Union have struck a customs deal that could pave the way to ending years of post-Brexit wrangling over Northern Ireland. And on the front page of the Telegraph, according to the front page of the Telegraph this uh, Wednesday morning, officials fear that striking teachers will still be paid despite the vast majority of schools being closed today. That's the front pages in the UK this morning. We've got the best of the Riviera coming up and the BBC News live from London. After that, we'll have the pop quiz. We'll be going back to 1992. Where were you in 1992? And there'll also be an additional question uh, to the pop quiz this morning. And uh, Woofer of the Week and Gavin Sharp will be just popping in to tell us uh, what we can expect at this morning's wellbeing window after nine o'clock. The best of the Riviera. Because the sun shines after the rain, the weather forecast is brought to you by Nice Properties, your real estate partner on the French Riviera. 
Sunny intervals with a moderate breeze in the Outmara team. Highs of 14 degrees in Monaco, Montan and Nice. Clear skies and sunshine in Cannes and Saint-Tropez with highs of 15. This evening going down to 2 degrees with clear skies. And the outlook for Thursday and Friday remaining fine. Highs of 14 to 15 degrees with a moderate wind. The sun rose at 7.47 this morning and will set this evening at 5.40. In London today, light cloud 11 degrees. Paris has light cloud and 10 degrees. And Rome, 13 degrees and sunshine. The weather forecast brought to you by Nice Properties. Four agencies from Cannes to Beausoleil and 25 collaborators to help you purchase or sell a quality property on the French Riviera. Visit nice-properties.com. Sorry about that. Good morning. Seven minutes past eight o'clock, the second hour of the... I can't hear anything anymore now. I've just blown my ears off my head. Uh, second hour of the Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. Yes, we're all here. Everyone's here. Everyone's present this morning. I hope you are too. Coming up, we'll have all the news, sport and weather at 8.30. Also, we'll have Woofer of the Week in a moment's time. The pop quiz will be over to you. We'll be going back to 1992. And there'll be an extra question that could you put, put you in the draw for our very special prizes on the Privilege Club on our website, rivieradio.mc. Coming up, I'll be telling you about the survey that shows a third of children believe they receive more education from TikTok than from school. And the etiquette expert who shares eight rules for working in 2023. And guess what? One of them is don't go into work sick. (laughs) Well, I've blown that one out of them. There we go. Anyway, but most importantly, at nine o'clock, I'm so happy to welcome back Gavin Sharp and the well being window. Gavin, good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's it's great to be back and I'm really happy that you've managed to undress. <laughs> I have both. I have two knots. In my- I thought I'd look a bit sporty today because, well, to be honest, I hadn't put any clean clothes in the washing. So- <laughs> and I couldn't untie anything as I tried to run into the studio just before after the news. Anyway, but thank you. I did manage just before you arrived. And thank you so much for your lovely fresh lemons from your garden. You are very welcome. So some, some lemons, hot, hot water, lemons and honey. Um, by the way, I'm not a doctor and I know nothing about how to cure a common cold, but that's about, that's the limit of my knowledge. Okay, well, they look fantastic. And you have a garden here then, you lucky thing. Indeed, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Okay, so what are we going to be discussing after nine o'clock? So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about love and specifically relationships. And one of the things I want to uh, talk about and open up to the listeners with is why are relationships so difficult because it doesn't matter whether you're in the therapist chair or the client chair it's a fact that we get stuck and we argue so how do we get unstuck um and you know it's a bit of a cliche but we 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 get a license before we can drive a scooter and before we can be let loose on the roads but we just get into relationships with no training there's no love school and we all make a mess of it so how do we make sense of it? Okay, well, good luck. I reckon we just get set up to fail. That's all I can be <laughs> I, I think we do. And I think it's how we manage the failure, actually. 
Okay, can't wait. Are you sure you want to dive into this? Are you ready? Are you going to give me a hard time? You're going to give me a hard time. I've been thinking about this. I'm ready for it. Gavin Sharp will be joining me after nine o'clock for the well-being window. We will be discussing, as he just said, your chance to find out the secrets to a happy relationship. Is it communication? Is it sex? Is there a reason why couples get stuck? And is there a way to get unstuck? Studio at rivieradio.mc. If you have a question that you'd like to put to Gavin Sharp after nine o'clock, but do send it in before. And also you can send it to Gavin at rivierawellbeing.com. Well, it's got to be this, hasn't it? You basically, you get what you give. New radicals. look at the region's road slow moving coming into monaco off the eight motorway as usual for this time of the morning but the tunnel there has reopened it's also showing up on the traffic map as slow moving at 42 mujah in both directions on the trains there are a couple of cancellations the nice to ventimiglia 11 minutes past eight if you're still waiting for it then you can wait a rather long time as it's been cancelled and the 8.27 at Nice to Montal has also been cancelled. Taking a look at Nice International Airport so far this morning, there are no delays or cancellations on the arrivals or on the departures. And now it's time for Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Riviera Radio. Dawn Howard is with me. It's that time of the week again. Dawn, what have we got this week for Woofer of the Week? morning Sarah so today we've got a lovely dog called Lolly lovely Lolly and she is a seven-year-old Springer Spaniel cross looking for a good new home she is a medium-sized black and white dog she is playful and sociable with other dogs and people 
She needs daily walks and a garden to call her own would be lovely. Lolly is chipped, sterilised and vaccinated. And she's currently at the refuge in Antibes. That's Jean Duflo. It's up past Decathlon. And there is a phone number and an email to find out more about her. And you can see a photo of her on our Facebook page as well as all the details of how to get in contact. That's 106.5 Riviera Radio Facebook page. And just to say, Sarah, if I can, they are always looking for volunteer dog walkers. Uh, Maybe you are not able to have a dog right now, but you'd like to help in some way. And if that's the case, then this could be perfect for you. They run a scheme where you can walk their different dogs. The outings are mornings only, and that starts either at 8.30 or 9.30 and runs till 11.45 and walkers wait in front of the gate for a member of staff and then that member of staff comes and brings them their allotted dog of the morning. All dogs must be kept on a lead and they ask that you bring water on very hot days and to be eligible for this you must be 18 or over and to find out more visit the refuge one afternoon with your ID, proof of your address and your home insurance. Great idea. That's for voluntary dog walking. Thank you very much, Dawn Howard. Speak to you at the same time next week. Marvellous. Thank you. That was Woofer of the Week. For more details about this week's Woofer, go to the 106.5 Riviera Radio page on Facebook or our website at rivieraradio.mc. Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Woofer Radio. time for this morning's pop quiz. We're going back to 1992. Now, there are two parts to this morning's pop quiz. Uh, One is the musical part, and the other is gearing up, of course, to the Six Nations Rugby Championship, which is brought to you on Riviera Radio by Van Diemen's Australian Pub on the Corsolaire in Nice. If you haven't been, then go. It's a fantastic experience. We're going back to 1992. The events from the year of 1992 in the UK uh, included the Ruby Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. The year was notable for a fourth-term general election victory by the Conservative Party and Black Wednesday on the 16th of September, the suspension of the UK's membership of the European Exchange Rate Mechanism. It was also the year when the Saatchi Gallery in London staged a Young British Artist Exhibition featuring Damien Hirst's Shark. So the pop quiz question is, on this day, I want to know which two British singer-songwriters got together and they released a song together. It went straight to number one in the UK singles chart on this day in 1992. I want to know who they were, two male uh, British singer-songwriters. They went to number one in the US singles chart on this day in 1992 with which song? It was also a number one in the UK and all proceeds from the single went to AIDS charity. So that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is seeing as we are gearing up to the Six Nations Rugby Championship, which is happening this weekend, all you need to do is tell me... How much is the bar tab that Van Diemen's is offering as a prize on our Privilege Club on rivieradio.mc website? How much is the bar tab at Van Diemen's Australian pub on the course there in Nice? They're, of course, bringing us the rugby reports as the Six Nations 2023 Rugby Championship kicks off. 
If you can tell me how much is the bar tab, then I will put you into the draw for free. So you have a chance of winning that bar tab as well. Studio at rivieradio.mc for all of that. And if none of that interests you, then you can always put a question in to Gavin Sharp for the Wellbeing Window, which has returned uh, this morning after nine o'clock. We'll be talking happy relationships at studio at rivieradio.mc. And well, maybe you haven't met him or her yet. Not everything lasts I've broken my heart so many times I stopped keeping track love, 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 love. I just haven't met you yet yeah. I just haven't met you yet Michael Buble and haven't met you yet It's just coming up to 8.30 and, uh, well, we do have a winner for the pop quiz, but I'll be telling you after the news because I'm running out of time. And trying to fit this one in, uh, Sandra, I hope I'm not too late, but maybe, just maybe, you can download us on your app and you'll still have the signal because Sandra says, Hi, Sarah, please can you say hello and best wishes to my husband, Mel Williams, as he starts the next chapter of his work life after nearly 40 years in banking, a 12 down here. Uh, Sandra goes on to say that we're heading for a day's skiing before the next chapter starts. Please mention him before we do Signal in the Mountains, ASAP. I love your show. Uh, Sandra, well, I hope you got to hear that. But as I say, maybe if you are listening, it might work better on the app that you can download for free on your mobile device. Uh, well, best of luck to Mel Williams for a new and exciting uh, chapter and have a great day skiing, guys. The English Breakfast Show is brought to you by Air France. Fly to spectacular destinations around the world. The Air France network accompanies you at every step of your travel cravings to make sure there is no location you cannot reach. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Go to airfrance.fr or in your local travel agency. intervals with a moderate breeze in the Outmara team. Highs of 14 degrees in Monaco, Montan and Nice. Clear skies and sunshine in Cannes and Saint-Tropez with highs of 15 degrees. This evening going down to 2 degrees with clear skies and the outlook for Thursday and Friday remaining fine. Highs of 14 to 15 degrees with a moderate wind. Finally well would you believe it? can't believe that this came up just as I was thinking I might milk it for a little longer. An etiquette expert has shared the eight rules for working in 2023, from dressing up for uh, Zoom calls to never heading into the office sick. Right then, I'll be off then. I'll see you later, alligator. Yes, this expert uh, says, number one rule, never go into the office sick. Yes, she says that... Uh, it, you should never go into the office sick when you're sick thinking you're being stoic or a martyr. 
There you go. Don't struggle in the office if you've got a cough or a cold or anything contagious. Nobody will applaud you. That was number one in the list of eight things to do. Never eat in meetings. Never done that, I can say. Secondly, you should never eat during a meeting. Well, who does that? Always dress up. <laughs> I do try, but uh, it depends on amount of time given at three o'clock in the dark in the morning. Uh, stay put on video calls. Video calls are now regular with workplaces around the world, but you should never be on the move during a video call, i.e. doing something else. End calls well. Ending a call or Zoom meeting always has the potential for awkwardness. But rather than just abruptly pressing end call when you're done, uh, she recommends that you do something more friendly uh, in order to end the call well. And number six, don't multitask. The etiquette expert warned against multitasking during a meeting, such as looking at your phone, working during a meeting or reading emails. Embrace long pauses. If you're someone who is always looking to fill in a silence in a meeting, you need to stop. And finally, beware diversions. For those working from home, it's important to be aware that your home is full of diversions. So, don't get diverted by something else, i.e. the garden, domestic chores or what's in your fridge. Uh, you're up to date. It's just coming up to quarter to nine. All the news is available on our website, rivieradio.mc, which might have been where you went to find this morning or part of this morning's answer to the pop quiz, as there were two questions. And the first person with the right answer was... It came in very quickly. It was Sally who got the correct question to, correct answer rather, to both questions. We went back to 1992. I wanted to know which two British singers, songwriters got together in 1992 and went to number one on this day in 1992 on the US charts with which song? The song also went to number one in the UK and all proceeds from the single went to AIDS charities. It was, of course, a George Michael and Elton John and Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. And uh, the second part of the question... Well, well done. Some of you guessed it wrong, so you might have to check again on our website, rivieradio.mc. To put you in the draw for uh, a fantastic prize, uh, lots of prizes on our Privilege Club. All you have to do is join the Privilege Club and then they come up and they tell you what's available. And there's some great prizes to be won and seeing as we're kicking off the Six Nations Rugby Championship 2023 this weekend in partnership with Van Diemen's, the only Australian pub to go to on the Corsolaire in Nice. I also asked, what was uh, the bar tab? How much has been given away as the bar tab? It's on our website, rivieradio.mc. And again, Sally got it right. It's 100 euros. So well done, Sally. But in all of that, I have sadly lost my song, which was the answer to the pop quiz. So I'm going to have to try and find it again while speaking to you, but it doesn't help if I don't spell it correctly. Uh, so, well done, Sally. You got both questions right. Uh, wh where is it? I can't find it. Well, you know what? I think we... Oh, I have. I've got it. No, I haven't. That's too good. Here! It's happening. It's coming. Well done. Sally got the right answer to the pop quiz and to the second part of uh, this morning's pop quiz. We'll have more at the same time tomorrow morning on the Full English Breakfast Show. Here's the answer. George Michael and Elton John, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, number one in the US on this day in 1992. I can't lie, no more of your dying. 
ACU brings us up to nearly nine o'clock and the news live from the BBC in London. And after that, the last hour of this morning's show is, of course, the well-being window. Gavin Sharp will be here. You have time to get a question in to put to Gavin. It's all about successful relationships as we... Uh, Get closer and closer to Valentine's Day. Studio at rivieradio.mc. If you have a question that you'd like to put to Gavin after the BBC News at nine o'clock, taking a quick look at the front pages in the UK, Metro says, you still don't get it, reads the headline on the front page of Metro this morning, which leads with a story about a disastrous television interview given by Matt Hancock. The Financial Times says EU member states have warned Brussels against giving Ukraine unrealistic ex expectations of being able to to join the block. That's on the front page of the Financial Times. And The Guardian says up to half a million workers will go on strike today, including thousands of teachers as well as railway staff. The BBC News, live from London, is next. Hello everyone, I'm Eva Zatkovic, player of Racing Club Cannes Volleyball. We are waiting for you on the 4th of February at 8pm at Palais de Victoire in Cannes as we will play against Mulhouse. We need your support, so come and cheer for us. Be part of the game and enjoy a fantastic ambience. For more information and tickets, go to rccan.com. Sunny intervals with a moderate breeze in the Outmara team. Highs of 14 degrees in Monaco, Monton and Nice. Clear skies and sunshine in Cannes and Saint-Tropez and Navarre with highs of 15. This evening going down to 2 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for Thursday and Friday remaining fine. Highs of 14 to 15 degrees with a moderate wind. And the sun rose at 7.47 and will set this evening at 20 to 6. Six minutes past nine o'clock and it's the well-being window on Riviera Radio. Uh, back uh, for 2023, we will be discussing with Gavin Sharp from Riviera Wellbeing, the art of a successful relationship. If you have a question you'd like to put to Gavin, uh, studio at rivieradio.mc. And coming up this hour at 9.30, of course, we'll have all the news, sports and weather along with the What's On Guide and the Riviera Radio job line. But without further ado, easing you into the well-being window, would it have to be... It's just a game, the game of love. Studio at rivieradio.mc if you have a question for Gavin Sharp for Riviera Radio's Wellbeing Window.
minutes past nine o'clock on Riviera Radio and it's the Riviera Wellbeing Window. A welcome back, Gavin. Thank you. Good morning. Good to be back. Yes, it's good to be back. Have you, have you missed me? <laughs> Lots, yes. I've been all on my tongue. Nobody to talk to. I just talk to myself all day. Uh, but no, we're going, now we're starting uh, with the art of a successful relationship. Indeed. Crikey. Lot to cover, a lot to cover. Uh, but let's start with maybe one of the easiest questions first. Why are relationships so difficult? Oh, you're right. We did start with the easy question first. Um, there are so many reasons why relationships are difficult and they're difficult for all of us. Um, and I'd say, you know, one of the things that makes relationships so challenging is if you think back to when we were babies, we got all of our needs met. And not only were our needs met by our primary caregivers in terms of being fed, in terms of having our um, nappies or diapers changed, um, actually, we didn't even need to ask for it. All our needs were anticipated. And on some level, that stays with us throughout our life. We, we then search in adulthood for someone who's not just going to meet my needs, but they're going to anticipate them. So that's one reason I think that they're difficult. I think that causes a, a set of expectations as to how we like to be loved. So we then try to find someone who is going to tick all those boxes. And another reason why I think relationships are so challenging is because relationships are often about two people who actually are incompatible. And what we're trying to, I know you're going to challenge me in a minute, and what we're trying to do is make them compatible. And, you know, why do I say about incompatibility? Because one of the things that we do when we look to settle down is actually we look for familiarity more than compatibility. And that's why we'll often have that argument that says, oh, you remind me so much of my mother, she used to do that, or my father. Because unconsciously, we seek partners who mirror our parents. And one of the things that we try to do is deal with our partners in the same way as we dealt with our parents. So, so many reasons why relationships are really challenging for all of us. So do you think the expectations can be set quite high then in a, in a relationship? I do, because I think the expectations start from such a young age that I want you to be a mind reader. I expect you to know, just as very early on my primary caregivers, probably my parents did, I want you to know what I need. I want you to love me the way I like to be loved. Um, never mind that my partner is also looking for exactly the same thing, so we can see how they clash. And, you know, one other point I'll say, which is really fundamental, and it's to do with, with emotional safety, that relationships are also about survival. And so that's what the early relationship with our parents is. We feel secure. It's a safe haven. Um, and so when the relationship is threatened, um, that sense of survival, you know, something gets triggered in us. It's very primitive. So is that what you mean? Because you have mentioned in the past emotional safety. Is that what you mean by that? It's, it's a survival mechanism that we just systematically go into to protect ourselves in a relationship? Yes, I would say the primary motivating force for relationships is emotional safety. 
So it, it, there's a there's a therapy, there's a theory which is which is EFT, emotionally focused therapy, and there's an acronym which is often practiced by by therapists who who use EFT, which is A R E, and the A stands for accessibility. Will you be there for me? Can I depend on you? Can I reach you emotionally and physically? That's the accessibility. The R is responsiveness. Will you comfort me when I need it? And E is the engagement. Are you, are you engaged with me? Are you interested in me? Will you share your vulnerabilities? So that's emotional presence. That's emotional safety. And when that gets threatened, we start to feel what we often call the negative emotions. We start to feel abandoned. We start to feel rejected. And a good way to think about a relationship, and um, there's a therapist called Stan um, Tatkin, and I've stolen this from him, because he says, imagine two people who are on a plank of wood on, at the sea, and one person moves, and it's going to unbalance the piece of wood. Both of you are a system. You're a co-regulating system. And that's what relationships are, so that impact that we each have on each other. So that's the whole idea of survival and emotional safety. And most arguments in relationships are because suddenly I don't feel safe. Okay, now, well, relationships are rarely plain sailing. And is there a common reason why relationships get stuck? And maybe you with some of your clients have noticed a reoccurring problem. Yes, I think so. We often talk about in in the in in therapy. We talk about relationship dances. We get stuck, and I do see a pattern. The most common pattern that I see um, is again, I'm going to borrow from EFT, is what we call the the pursuer withdrawer. And I bet you there's going to be a bundle of people listening to this that thinks, "Oh my God, we do that." So what tends to happen is one person is more of a pursuer. The other's the withdrawer, no surprise there. So if I'm the pursuer, I will tend to, when I feel hurt or I feel unloved or I feel unseen, I'll probably criticize. I'll probably say, oh, don't like your hair today, Sarah. Or I might complain, which is, well, you didn't make coffee for me this morning, or I'll blame you. So I'm starting to act out those feelings. And the second partner who's now feeling rejected because you did your hair and you were doing, you know, really nice and uh, you forgot maybe to make me the coffee. But the feelings underneath, you're feeling rejected or inadequate, maybe fearful. So partner number two starts to shut down and they become a bit defensive or they might use logic. And the more partner two shuts down, the louder partner one gets with the criticism, with the, um, with the complaints and the blaming. And the more they do that, the more partner two is going to eventually not just withdraw, but freeze and shut down. And some couples can go on for hours or days um, because they're stuck in this dance where actually, if the first person who's doing the pursuing had actually said, do you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit hurt or I'm not feeling seen. Um, that would be much softer, but they get stuck in this dance. Um, the two other dances I often see is one where it's just fight, fight, where the partners become the enemy and it's just gridlock and that's really hard to get out of. Um, and then sometimes, you know, and this is often partners coming to the 
you know, really desperate stage of the relationship where they've both just withdrawn. Um, we sometimes call this Elvis has left the building, where actually the person who's doing the pursuer, they've just burned out. They're just, they, you know, it's just, it's a dance of distance. So really important that we try to understand in our relationship, when we don't get along, because it's inevitable, which one of those dances do we kind of fit into? And most fit into the first one. Okay, and would it not just be easier to maybe admit that we're maybe not built to stay with the same person for the rest of our lives? And if we, if we took that pressure away, forget your influences from your parents, uh, but in society in general, I mean, even you can read things where they say you live longer if you're in a long-term relationship. Do you not think the whole way of thinking, uh, which is project, projected between finding the love of your life and staying with the love of your life for the rest of your life, and that maybe if we turned it around and actually thought, well, you don't actually have to stay with the same person for the rest of your life. You could actually maybe have three or four different marriages and relationships and each time could be happy and fond memories and you move on. Are you leaving me? <laughs> Was it, is it like another therapist about to arrive, like this standing outside? They're just... I just don't know whether it's in our DNA to stay with, but we're taught, we are taught that from such a young age that that's what you do. You, you grow up, you fall in love, and you, and you stay with that person. Well, maybe that's just... Poppycock. Yeah, and, and, and look, we, we can agree on this one with love. I, I, I think the searching for the one, I think, is um, a fantasy and it's a part of the fairy tale that we get fed. And I think that if we're lucky enough, we can have several love interests in our life and we don't have to be. Sometimes that's what people work out. Couples come to therapy and I'll often say, well, I've got no vested interest in you guys staying together. I just want to give you the tools to be able to clarify, should we stay together? Because if not, life's too short. Go find someone that you will fit better with. So, um, but I think we don't want to live in misery. We don't want to keep repeating the relationship dance. And you're right. I don't want to be tied to the same person forever if we've worked hard at it and we've worked out that actually we don't belong together. Mm. That said, I mean, utmost respect to people who do, of course, uh, stay together and uh, and have a very happy marriages or partnerships. But uh, I was just maybe trying to, you know, <laughs> play devil's advocate. But, uh, well, we've covered relationship conflicts in uh, previous shows. Uh, so can you maybe remind us how couples should handle conflict if you are stuck in that argument? And apart from the slamming doors, what, what can be done? Do you slam doors? No, I don't. I shout a lot, but the other person never shouts back, and that infuriates me. So do you think... I'm putting on the spot. Are you more, <laughs> are you more the pursuer? I like a good argument, because yeah. then I believe you can make up afterwards. Yeah, so that, and that makes sense, because actually what I hear you saying is, I'm seeking the connection. And I'm, what I'm seeking to do is there's, there's something that we're arguing over, and because there's a threat to the emotional safety, and when we make up, there's the connection. Um, so, so I think, how should couples handle conflict? It is partly about re-establishing connection. So one of the things I would say is, see if you can understand your dance. So when we argue, what is it that I do? What is it that I feel? So stay with your part, because we're always very quick to say, I'll tell you what she does. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, no, no, just stay with what you do. What's your part? Because what's happening is we set each other off. Um, and if we can use, move from blame to self-focus.
and use lots of I statements. Um, and I talk a lot with my couples about nonviolent communication, which effectively is um, stepping back and saying what you've observed and how you feel. So rather than going straight for the criticism, so um, I'll give you an example of, um, I can either say, um, well, you threw all your papers down when I came in this morning. I know you got a cold, but you, know, you don't have to be so touchy. Or, by the way, she didn't. But, <laughs> or I, what I could do is I could observe it and I can say, you know, Sarah, when I came into the studio, I noticed you um, threw your papers down and I feel confused. Sometimes it can be helpful to say, and about that <laughs> I tell about that I tell myself. So I'm wondering if you're angry with me and I wonder if we can talk. At Sarah which point bursting. I would just say, get over it, Gavin. <laughs> Possibly, but you will say something very different when I say you're in a mood. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I might... So, yes, I'm giving you the whole nice, fluffy therapy stuff. But the point is, if I had just said, I noticed you throw your papers down, are you okay? You Ooh. might have said, well, I'm just, I'm just a bit stressed. But if I'd have said, you're a moody thing, <laughs> I'd have got a different reaction. And that's what happens. So if I can just share what I observe and I feel, the conflict is probably going to be avoided. Okay, well, it leads us on to the first question from a listener who says, Hi, Gavin and Sarah. Talking about being stuck sometimes. I do care about my partner. We've been together for five years, but neither of us wants to budge in an argument. When we argue, we both believe we are right, and it leads to massive arguments followed by days of silence. We only made up last time because we agreed it was 60-40 my fault. How can we stop playing the blame game? Is one person always at fault, or can it even be 50 50. So, on some levels, and I don't mean this to be insulting to the person who's written in, it's completely irrelevant what's happened. Um, because, um, as we often say, um, you can be right or you can be married. Which is it going to be? So, we get stuck in these entrenched positions. And my view is that each of us brings our baggage into the relationship and we're 50-50 responsible. Now before before you take me to the cleaners on that one, let me explain. The 50-50 responsible is because actually I react, I do something and then you're reacting to my behavior. So we're responding to each other. And actually, what's really important going on in that argument is, um, I'm not sure I can't if they said what they're arguing over, but actually, it's just, um, how do you feel? What's going on? Someone there feels unseen or unloved. So if you can let go of who's right and share what you're feeling, because um, actually, the problem is rarely the problem. Mm. And it, the solution is actually irrelevant. It's what we need is what you just said. We need the connection. So I do believe that in relationships, you know, I, the example I always give, I've probably said it on air before, if I break my leg, it's a couple's problem. It's my leg. But suddenly someone else may have to take the kids to school or someone else may have to walk the dogs or... So it's my leg, mm. but it impacts the coupleship. And we can spend the rest of the time whilst I'm in plaster arguing 
about how I broke my leg and why it causes problems. We can just say how we feel about it. Okay, well, I hope that answers uh, your question. Another question, morning. Hope Sarah's cold gets better. Thank you very much. Uh, not sure if this is what the show is about, but can we choose who we fall in love with? If so, I've made some really lousy choices. Here, here. I'll settle <laughs> for a cup of hot cocoa on Valentine's, but I'm still curious to know the answer. That's an interesting question. Can we choose who, who we fall in love with? Um... I'll answer it this way. I think we can choose who not to fall in love with. Really? Okay. And I think we can choose what to do if we find ourselves in an unhealthy relationship. And and so I think, of course, there's the bi the biology of mm. um, of love, which is the emotion that starts in our brain and then it releases all of these feelings across our body and hormones and neurotransmitters and all that lovely stuff. But I think, um, so on one level, I guess I'm, I'm answering yes and no. On one level, um, we can't choose who we're attracted to and we might fall in love with them. But if I know, for example, that, you know, you and I have been flirting through this screen, uh, I'm sorry, Sarah, but it is you and me here. <laughs> and this has been going on for a while, but actually I know that this wouldn't be healthy because maybe you're spoken for or I'm spoken for. I can choose what to do with it. So it's very lazy when sometimes people will come in, and I don't mean that in a judgmental way, and say, well, yes, I'm having an affair, but I couldn't help it because somewhere in there, there is a choice. So you might have felt the attraction to the, the other person, but it's what we choose to do with it. Oh, okay. Crikey. But could that not be from something that's happening in your current relationship that leads you down that path? Yes, so my responsibility is to deal with the relationship I'm still going to make a choice if I go outside Sorry, the relationship. And, and honestly, this is really disturbing. It's almost pathetic. But I, I have heard um, men will say something like, and yes, men and women both have uh, uh, obviously uh, affairs outside the relationship. Um, and I've heard men say, yes, but, you know, it's because we're not having sex anymore. So, you know, that's mm. why that's, I had no choice. I've heard men say because she's put on weight. Um, and so... And I won't tell you on air what my response is, but I am quite a challenging therapist in the therapy mm. room. Um, but you can, you know, you can join the dots. So we make a choice. So yes, there may be problems in my relationship, in my primary relationship, but I'm making a choice what to do. Okay, well, I hope that answers your question. And just back to uh, choosing who we fall in love with, you said, you mentioned earlier on. Do you, do you not think that sometimes you could, there's a physical side, the physical attraction, that maybe overwhelms you and then even when you get to know the person you might actually go crikey we have nothing in common but i still really like them what what, what is that your choice or is that is that is there more a physical attraction or is it do you then stop yourself and say well actually we don't have much in common this isn't going to go very far do you think that can override what i'm trying to ask is could that override the physical attraction Yes, but I think they're not mutually exclusive. And the, the anthropologist Helen Fisher, she talks about the different love drives. So there's a romantic love drive. There's also a lust drive. Mm. So it may be that actually what's more being triggered from my brain is the physicality and is the lust. Um, and then when we, at some point in the relationship, um, and this is often what does bring people together, but because they haven't progressed the emotional intimacy side, 
they often work out when the, the, the sort of the lust begins to change as it does inevitably two, three years into a relationship and it's just, ah, that was all we had going for us. So, yes, I do think that's true. Okay, Gavin Sharp, a Riviera Wellbeing. Oh. Uh, well-being, how are you feeling? <laughs> you wait. I'm, I'm we'll, exhausted, we just started. <laughs> we'll be back after the news, sport and weather. But just to end, uh, Therese has written in saying, Hello, Gavin and Sarah, uh, talking about who has the last word. I can remember my husband and I would always end up wanting to have the last word. And after half an hour of it, we used to end up having a laugh about the stupidity of it all which I think basically sums up what you've what been great, saying. Absolutely. What a great way to be able... And I think if you can bring that... I love that. And if you can bring that humour and you can realise how ridiculous you both are, what a beautiful way to resolve um, the, the, the argument. Gavin Sharp, Riviera Wellbeing. We'll be continuing taking your questions. The studio at rivieradio.mc on the art of a successful relationship. The English Breakfast Show is brought to you by Air France. Fly to spectacular destinations around the world. The Air France network accompanies you at every step of your travel cravings to make sure there is no location you cannot reach. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Go to airfrance.fr or in your local travel agency. The World AI Cannes Festival, the world's first artificial intelligence event, is coming back to Cannes. Meet us on the 9th, 10th and 11th of February for three days of conferences and exhibitions with the world's leading experts in artificial intelligence. Free registration at www.worldaican.com. Sales alert! At Lille de France Mugin and Cap 3 Meal, take advantage of magical sales with up to 70% off on the biggest brands of bedding and sofas until the 8th of February. Hurry up, stocks are limited. Lille de France, dormez comme vous l'avez toujours rêvé. Looking for a property manager who understands your needs? Cote d'Azur Villas, the number one property management company in the south of France. Contact our team at cdvillas.com. The local news brought to you by Balkan Estates, Knight Frank Monaco, the largest privately owned real estate group in the world. On FM and DAB Plus across the Cote d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Good morning, it's 9.30. I'm Sarah Lysett reporting. As with the first of every month in France, today, February the 1st, we'll see several changes from an increase in motorway tolls to an end of some COVID rules. For all the details, you can go to our website, rivieradio.mc, under this morning's news section. In other news, this Wednesday morning, French unions have announced two separate days of action against the government's pension reform, just hours after nationwide demonstrations on Tuesday. Tuesday, February the 7th and Saturday, February the 11th have been suggested as unions say the government must listen to the massive rejection of the reform and withdraw it. On Tuesday, figures estimated that nearly 1.3 million people took to the streets of France to express their opposition to one of Macron's main policies. France's Interior Minister praised the police for ensuring the protests took place in an orderly fashion, but the day did cause widespread chaos as schools and colleges closed 
closed and transport networks were heavily disrupted. Currently, France's retirement age of 62 is amongst the lowest in Europe, and the government claims maintaining the option will become financial, financially unsustainable. However, Macron's opponents say the system is currently balanced. The head of the Independent Pensions Advisory Council recently told the French Parliament that pension spending was not out of control. In its annual report published today, the Abbé Pierre Foundation warns of poor housing in France, which affects millions of people. According to the foundation, the number of homeless people in France has more than doubled in 10 years. Homeless in emergency accommodation or in a centre for asylum seekers, homeless people have seen their number increase by nearly 130% since 2012. Locally, two people have been placed in police custody in connection with the disappearance of 18-year-old CM Belumia in the guard. A CM was, has not given any sign of life since January the 25th. A man and his ex-girlfriend were taken into police custody on Tuesday. The man was arrested near Arles as part of the investigation and his ex-companion was also placed in police custody as part of the same inve- investigation. The young woman is still nowhere to be found and the investigation continues. A priest in the VAR has been suspended following an investigation for sexual assault. Authorities are verifying the facts that could be qualified as sexual assault. In the meantime, the VAR priest has been suspended by the Bishop of Fréjus and Toulon for not having respected his commitment to celibacy and is also the subject of an open investigation for sexual assault. Monaco's Minister of State has tested positive for a second time for COVID. In a statement sent to the press on Tuesday afternoon, the Prince's government announced that Pierre D'Artou, the Minister of State for the Principality, tested positive. D'Artou has mild symptoms and his condition does not cause any concern. Meanwhile, cases of COVID in Monaco have continued to decline. According to the latest figures, the instant rate was 36 per 100,000 people. That's down from 43 in the previous week. As of Sunday, January the 29th, seven people, including four residents, were hospitalised at the Princess Grace Hospital. No one was being treated in intensive care, as at Sunday evening, five people were being followed uh, by the Home Monitoring Centre. Finally, France's national lottery body, the Française des Jeux, has confirmed that the million euros won by uh, Charente has been definitely lost as the player, who had until midnight on Monday evening, has failed to come forward and collect their winnings. The money has therefore been recovered by the FDJ and will be put back into play. Brought to you by Balkan Estates, Knight Frank Monaco, the largest privately owned real estate group in the world. Find out more at balkanestates.com. Riviera Radio Business News. Brought to you by Barclays. Taking a look at the business news this morning, PayPal is shedding around 2,000 jobs or 7% of its workers as it becomes the latest big tech firm to cut costs. The online payments company says it was forced to make the decision as it faces the challenging environment. PayPal's announcement follows tens of thousands of layoffs by technology giants in the last month alone. Uh, This year, Google's parent company Alphabet, Amazon and Microsoft have announced major job cuts. 
The UK government is announcing, announcing measures to robustly regulate the cryptocurrency industry. It says the proposals being published on Wednesday will give consumers confidence while allowing the sector to thrive. And analysis has suggested that the way electricity prices are set has pushed UK household bills up by £7.2 billion over just two years. According to the not-for-profit climate think tank Carbon Tracker, if an average price was used, the UK's bill could be much lower. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315 3535. Riviera Radio, Sports News. In football, Manchester United play Nottingham Forest this evening in the semi-finals. The kickoff is at 9pm French time. In rugby union, England hooker Jamie George is on track to be available for Saturday's Six Nations opener against Scotland. And in tennis, former world number two Alexander Zevrev will not face disciplinary action following an investigation into allegations of domestic abuse. This is Riviera Radio with the latest English and international job opportunities available right now on the Riviera Radio job line. Riviera Yacht Support, an Antibes-based yacht agency, is looking for a dynamic person to join their busy team. The position is a permanent CDI contract, requiring fluency in both French and English, excellent communication skills and flexible working hours. If you're interested in becoming part of this solution-finding team or have any questions, please contact or send your CV to campbell at rivierayachtsupport.com. And full details are also available on our website, Riviera radio.mc and to place an advert in Jobline, please contact 00377 97 97 9475 This is Riviera Radio keeping you up to date on all that's happening along the Côte d'Azur with the Riviera Radio What's On Guide. The Photographers Exhibition is presenting a selection of 50 works by 14 renowned photographers at the Villa Logis d'Azur located in the gardens of the Hermitage de l'Oasis Hotel opposite the port of La Napoule. The exhibition is from a private collection and is exceptional for its rarity and diversity. It's on until mid-May. The Jardin Exotique in Monaco is closed for renovation works but in the meantime you can still visit the Botanical Centre. It's open from Tuesday to Saturday, 8.30am to 3.30pm with free admission. Created in the 1960s and directly attached to the exotic garden, the greenhouses contain the largest collections of cacti and succulents in the world. Free guided tours also take place on Sundays at 10am and 2pm, but you need to register for those by email on jardin-exotique at merie.mc. Further information is available by calling Monaco 9315298. Now, what would happen if you combined the words of Shakespeare with the music of Bach? The result can be seen at Princess Grace Theatre on the 9th of February. Actress Charlotte Rampling reads Shakespeare's sonnet, and cellist Sonia Weider atherton provides the musical accompaniment from Bach. A poetic dialogue between Shakespeare and Bach. This was first performed last year and filmed, and the screening of it can be seen at Princess Grace Theatre on the 9th of February at 8pm. It's in English with French surtitles, and you'll find all 
the details, including ticket information, at tpgmonaco.mc. That's tpgmonaco.mc. All of those details are on the What's On section at rivieraradio.mc. And if you're organising an event, let us know by email, wog at rivieraradio.mc. Riviera Radio Travel News. Just to let you know that there's been an accident on the A8 motorway which is causing a rather long tailbacks. It's happened after 46 exit Villeneuve-Lube heading westbound towards Aix-en-Provence and uh, traffic there is down to just two lanes. It hasn't helped matters after a second accident which has now since been cleared uh, before that earlier on this morning after exit 48 Canyon-sur-Mer and uh, they're saying that the Exit to 52 A8 Nice St Isidore has been closed, so you might want to avoid that part of the A8 motorway this morning. Because the sun shines after the rain, the weather forecast is brought to you by Nice Properties, your real estate partner on the French Riviera. Sunny intervals, moderate breeze in the Outmaritime, highs of 14 degrees in Monaco, Montan, Nice, clear skies, sunshine for Cannes and Saint-Tropez, highs of 15, this evening going down to 2 degrees with clear skies. The out of tomorrow and Friday, remaining fine, highs of 14 to 15 degrees with a moderate wind. The weather forecast brought to you by Nice Properties. Four agencies from Cannes to Beausoleil and 25 collaborators to help you purchase or sell a quality property on the French Riviera. Visit nice-properties.com. Just gone uh, 20 to 10, we're talking successful relationships and the art of. It's, of course, the well-being window on Riviera Radio with Gavin Sharp. I've got quite a few questions to get through, Gavin. So without further ado, uh, we'll continue with this one that's just come in. Hi, Sarah and Gavin. We are listening to the show, and my boyfriend just said that his idea of romance date night is him sat on the sofa watching football while I serve him a cold beer. I think he isn't listening properly. Oh, wait, what a surprise, a man who doesn't listen. We might also have an argument now, and we will call you after the show, Gavin. Thanks for doing the shows. (laughs) So, (laughs) what do you make of that? I sometimes get, I'm walking literally out of the door of the studio at, uh, at 10 o'clock and sometimes my phone does ring, so I look forward to receiving the call. Um, I think that, and I wanted to talk about um, actually um, date night, so I think, you know, I mean, it's sort of said, written in jest, I guess, but also I, I sometimes talk, tell clients to be aware of the the what I sometimes call the invisible divorce, which is that you've both got really comfortable with each other. And of course, on some level, that's, you know, that's relaxing. It's a couple, they know each other well, they relax, watch the football and, you know, have a pizza in front of the TV. And there's nothing wrong with that. But potentially, you know, what someone might be saying is actually that I don't really feel seen in this relationship. And so, you know, again, the example I often give, it's like when you watch two infants playing with each other, and actually, um, they're not really playing. Actually, one person's kicking the ball, one kid's infant toddler is kicking the ball, and sometimes it happens to land in the other one's hand. But the toddlers are kind of doing their own thing. And that's what we don't want to happen too much in a relationship. So, you know, when people say, well, what's what's date night? It's not sat, sat down in front of the television. Um, 
it's not talking about chores. You know, date night is really important, but it's actually doing something. One person should pick what they want to do um, for their partner on date night. So I'll decide, I'm sorry to you and me again, Sarah, I'll decide, um, I know what Sarah would like to do. I want um, to sit in front of the telly watching <laughs> Stenders with a beer. Apparently I'm not allowed to. I don't, that can't be right. If that's my and idea of a date If that's night. what you want to do, then what I might do is, is I leave also, me on my own. Is, <laughs> She's in one of those places today. <laughs> but okay, what I might do is I might say, do you know what you like to watch the football in front of the TV? How about and have a cold beer? How about I'd like to do something special for you because we, we often do that. Maybe what I'd like to do is how about I do some cooking and then I'll serve you dinner in front of the TV, let you watch the football, and then maybe afterwards we can have a chat. The, the slight danger with it, if that's your idea of date night, and I know you're, 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 you're driving me, but you and I won't have actually had any communication. We haven't spoken. So there's nothing wrong with you having a dinner in front of the TV, watching TV, but it would uh, having dinner in front of the TV and having a cold beer. But what would be actually more special is if I knew that, I know, you were interested in pottery, and you know what, I arranged for date night, uh, that we go out for somewhere, and I tell you, I've signed you up for a course, mm. or, you know, I've done some research, there's a pottery course starting, you know, in Nice next month, and I wondered, you know, you might be interested in it. In other words, it's too easy and, and lazy to sit in front of the TV. And okay. maybe that's what this person's writing in and, and, and saying. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm sitting on my own in front of the TV. <laughs> but joking apart, can it not, just from experience, I would maybe say that sometimes, can the expectation you put on a date night, like sometimes when you say, oh, we're going to have a date night, we're going to do this, you know, next Thursday, we'll go to that restaurant you've always wanted to go to, we'll do that. Uh, there's so much expectation around it that it then becomes uncomfortable. And some of some of the best date nights can be when it's actually spontaneous and it, you didn't plan it and it just happens because you you go out first mm -hmm. and then you decide to go for dinner. Can that be... Can, is that not a better way of maybe doing a date well, night? Well, I, I think if you can do that and you're mm. both good at being spontaneous and you don't have to worry about getting a babysitter and you haven't got right. a, If you can do yeah. that, absolutely be spontaneous. But I think the only thing that might be missing is I want to do something that shows I care about you. Now, I think your point's a good one. I don't need to, it doesn't need to be expensive. It can be really simple. I know that you like to, you know, go for a walk. So I might say, let's go to the, um, you know, let's go to have a walk at the Tête du Chien. Let's watch the sun. I was sun. just about to say the okay. Tête du Chien. Okay, so, so I know yeah. you're like, let's do that and I'll take a picnic. You know, yeah, it doesn't okay. need to be expensive. But what I want you to know is that I know you well enough and I want to show some appreciation. I don't need to spend a fortune. It doesn't need to be some big thing that we dress up for. Mm. It's something where I'm paying attention to my partner rather than let's in front of the TV and watch the football because um, we're not, you know, it's the two toddlers. We're, we're not interacting. Yeah, okay. Right. By the way, Tete de Chien, you can't drive all the way up there anymore. I went not? for the first time after 30 years here. That's shameful. But you now have to park before and walk a little further. Can I tell you something that's just as shameful? I what? haven't done it yet. I was just oh, saying the other day I it. want to do it. It's, no, it is beautiful, but as I said, shamefully, I, I think I needed it the other weekend with my parents. Shall we go? What? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I know you'd like to. So. <laughs> there we go. That's our date night sorted. Okay, moving on. Giorgio says, hi, Sarah. Uh, this might be an odd one, but my wife, who is Italian, drives like a maniac. And it leads to huge arguments, and then we don't speak for days. Please help or send her a driving instructor or auto-ecole course. Uh, Gavin, do you meet many couples who divorce over driving? Uh, joking aside, it's not great when this happens. Any suggestion is welcome. Well, I would say that when you write in and say your wife drives like a maniac, um, that's a criticism. Um, and if you criticise, there's nowhere else for your wife to go other than defensive. So we actually, by the way, we don't know whether, um, I don't know whether she drives like a maniac. I just know that this is someone's perception. And crucially, what's probably underneath it, and again, this is the essence of what we're talking about today, is how does it make you feel when your wife drives, to use your words, like a maniac? Because probably what might prevent the argument is it might be that if you say, um, um, I'm aware um, or, you know, my observation is that we're going above the speed limit. Um, and so when you drive, um, when you drive fast and you go above the speed limit, I feel. So I think if you can state how you feel, I'm fearful or I'm worried about the kids. Um, I think we had a similar question once before. It's, it's not about the driving. It's about mm. how you feel when she drives fast. And if you go straight for the, which is, this is very common. Yes, lots of couples do this. You're driving like an idiot. You're driving too fast. It's a criticism. What you're really saying is, I'm scared. Right, it could also be the parking space. They yes. That way, so you park there, and they go, no, I'm gonna park over there. And you say, no, I think you should park there. Yeah, and you, you, you always <laughs> do, you're not very good at parking. And so, and again, once I go for the criticism, there's, you're not giving, you know, we don't go into relationships to have kind of these constant appraisals. You know, we can have that at work. We don't need to have it in our relationship. So we need to be softer. Okay, we're well, moving on because we've got to fit the final questions in before just before 10 o'clock. We'll have the best of the Riviera coming up. Uh, hi, Sarah and Gavin. Could you ask Gavin if love is a feeling or action? Love is... Love is... Watch what you say here because <laughs> I've got the answer. <laughs> and I talk from experience. Oh, I'm going to say this. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I feel, Sarah, I feel nervous and fit. No, um, I would say it's both. I think love is, and love is an emotion that starts in the brain and then we feel it all over our body. But ultimately, in terms of the work I do, we have to practice it. We have to be intentional. We need to, we need to be attuned. So whilst it might be an emotion that causes feelings, Love is something we have to do. And if we go back to how we started the show, that's why it's so hard, because no one teaches us how to do it. Mm. Is that, is that <laughs> what your answer was? Well, yes. No, you've answered, of course, because you're, you're, you're the one that knows. But, uh, yeah, I would say that I think it's very... Maybe, again, we're taught to think love is a feeling and you mm. fall in love and you feel love and you feel that special person, that one and only person. But if there are no actions... Mm -hmm then the love doesn't exist. If you've got somebody, you know, that's constantly saying, oh, I'm so in love with you, you're amazing, you're wonderful, but actually they never take the bins out or take you out for dinner exactly. or, or, you know, call you when, you when you're feeling down, then the action isn't there. So the love 
for me, isn't there? And, and then the feeling, exactly. So the emotion will begin to fall away. Um, and, you know, um, John Gottman talks about, famous therapist, he's written lots of books, and he talks about bids for connection. And what he, what he talks about, and I, I can't remember if I have shared this before on air, he said two people are spending so much of the time with each other making a bid for connection. And in other words, maybe I came in this morning and I said, morning, and you said, oh, I've got a cold. Actually, you haven't complained once, but let's say you said I've got a cold. That's a bid for connection, because the very fact that you've mentioned it, and I can, you know, he says we have three responses. I can turn away from that, I just ignore you, and then you're going to start feeling a bit, you know, a bit sort of um, maybe upset, maybe unseen. I can turn against you and I can say, well, stop moaning. Um, or I can just turn towards you and say, do you need anything? And so we're constantly making these bids for connection, and if we miss these bids for connection, um, and we don't act on them, gradually the fabric of the relationship, what we're bringing into the relationship space, it's gradually beginning to crumble. Mm. Okay. Now before, well, they keep coming in, they're not stopping, Gavin. We might be here till <laughs> all day, until Valentine's Day, which is my next question. Hi, Sarah and Gavin. Isn't Valentine's Day just a rip-off? Expensive, low-quality dinners, expensive chocolates, etc. Uh, please tell my husband I don't want more mouldy flowers from the local petrol station. He thinks that romantic... He thinks that it's romantic, sorry. I don't. When I tried to tell him that last year, we had a huge argument. A P.S. Last year, I was upgraded to an e-card. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, dear. What does Gavin think about Valentine's Day? Well, we, we've all got to make our own meaning out of um, out of Valentine's Day, and of course, it's a big commercial rip-off and, and an opportunity for, um, and I don't mean that to all the people in the hospitality industry uh, or cards, Hallmark, who make you know make money. And there's nothing wrong with that from from doing so. But in terms of the relationship, you know, it's in, in this example. I think again, it's the. It's the, it's the action that's gone wrong um, in terms of, I don't want moldy flowers. And, you know, I often, when I do my couples retreats, I often start and I play a clip from a Jennifer Aniston movie called The Breakup. And they have this huge argument. I can't remember the actor's name now. And they have this huge argument. And she says, and you never buy me flowers. And he turns around and says, but you don't like flowers. And she says, but it's not about the flowers. And in this case, you just reminded me of it because it's not about the flowers, it's about what that interaction, how she feels when perhaps something which has been done doesn't mean something to her. It's not personal. Let's go back to date night. And so if he had actually written a personal card, if he had said, go back to my pottery class example, um, for Valentine's Day, I've booked you a free class, um, free pottery class or horse riding, what I've done is I've let my partner know that I see you, I acknowledge you, I value you, mm. rather than just, um, I bought you some moldy flowers. Yeah. Well, I, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of Valentine's Day, but just because I think every day should be Valentine's Day, and I do think it has become quite commercialised now, and as uh, the listener just said, there's a lot of, you know, you can go to a restaurant and pay double the price just because it's Valentine's Day. Absolutely. And, it's, and I think, so it comes with this set of expectations, and I think, you know, every couple, maybe talk about, rather than mind reading, because 
we might be waiting for a partner to do something big. So just say, I'd love it if you, um, if you make a fuss of me or I'd like to make a fuss of you. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? But I do like your point and I agree that we want our partner to feel special all of the time. The bids for connection, the acknowledgement. Go back again to how we started the show. Will you be there for me? Mm. Can I be vulnerable with you? Have you got my back? That's the fabric of a relationship much more than the multi-flowers from the petrol station. Okay, well, I hope that answers your question. Um, this Another listener says, I've often found that if a lady gives you a key to her place, then she is literally giving you a key to her heart. She trusts you, has confidence in you, and seems secure around you. The last lady didn't, and even though she was fantastic, I was madly in love with her. So I guess that's the question, what to do? When this doesn't, or I guess it does happen. I, I, I probably need more information. I think mm. what I what I heard was that in the past, um, it's worked well, and he's madly in love with someone who's feels like he's not reciprocated. So maybe it's back to that question of can we choose who we fall in love mm. with? N no, on some level, he's fallen in love with someone, um, and so the choice is either to express how he feels to her. I feel um, that I'm putting more effort into the relationship. Well, it's not a feeling, that's a thought, but um, I believe we're putting more effort into the relationship. I don't feel loved. I don't feel seen by you. I'm deliberately using the same words throughout the show because this is what comes up the most in relationships. Um, and request something. What I would like is for us to spend more time together. This is the key to relationships. We don't make requests. And then we get frustrated when we don't get our needs met. I would like us to do, how do you feel about that? And then to your point, and it may be possible, um, uh, uh, it may be what this person needs to do, is to choose to fall out of love because it isn't reciprocated um, and she doesn't feel the same way. Yeah, I think also, because it's, sorry, the title was Keys and Love. I think it's saying that having been used to maybe how a lady reacts. Yeah. And this last lady didn't uh, do those things, even though she was a fantastic person and that he was madly in love with her. So I think it was coming from, as you've just said. Yeah. Not what tools do you use when the person doesn't do what you're maybe used to them doing? So. Yes. And I, so, so I think, therefore, um, you need to... You need to state your needs. You need to state how you feel. And we don't like to do that sometimes because then we fear the abandonment. What if I make it worse? But right now what you're saying is, in this relationship, um, I expected it to be different because of the handing over of the keys, but I'm not getting my needs met. Okay, and before my ultimate uh, final question, you just touched on it a moment ago. Can you, uh, can you fall out of love? with somebody if you're absolutely madly head over heels? Um, yes, I think, I think love, um, if we say it's an action, we stop acting. Um, and um, we, we can still be in love with someone and a relationship can end. Uh, but very often, uh, what can happen after so many years and a certain amount of time, we come to the realization that actually there isn't enough shared values or shared vision uh and then the the emotion in our brain it's no longer there so yes i do believe we can fall out of love and as i said choose to fall out of love okay so the question we've all been waiting for what's the recipe for a successful relationship gavin 
<laughs> so I've just looked at my watch and thinking, oh my God, I've probably got 30 seconds. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got 30 <laughs> we, seconds. We run over, I but it doesn't say, matter. I would say be, be curious about your partner. The longer we're in a relationship, the less curious we get. Who are their friends? What are they worried about? Do you know what his or her fears are? Lots of appreciations. We don't appreciate the other person enough. Thank you for taking the rubbish out. Thank you. I know you've been taking the kids to school for seven years, but I do appreciate it. And I think let go of that I need to be right. Um, and we talk a lot about active listening. So with your partner, when you are out at date night or when you've switched the TV off during halftime of the football, sit down and actively listen. Don't wait to speak. We often talk about listening with an open heart. Make eye contact, be curious and actively listen. And it's wonderful to listen and it's also beautiful to be heard. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Gavin. And uh, well, I'll see you down the pub, Mars, at eight o'clock for the football. <laughs> That's our date night. Oh, you, you can go and take photos of the Tetris yeah. <laughs> Sarah, thank you, and, and full admiration for you for pushing through uh, oh. when you're not well. Oh, no, don't worry. It's a pleasure. Uh, keep your mind off it. So, come on, what are we doing next month? Next month, I was, it was a show we were going to do last year, never got round to it. I want to talk about trauma. Uh, which often panics us because we think about trauma is has to be something which is life-threatening and life-changing. And what I want to talk about is that we've got trauma with a big T and trauma with a small T, and it really impacts our daily life. So really important to understand what trauma is, how it impacts us, and what we can do about it. Gavin Sharp from Riviera Wellbeing, the wellbeing window that will be back the first Wednesday of March. Can't wait. <laughs> and in between now and then, if you do need Gavin's help, like many of us do, uh, then you can contact him at gavin at rivierawellbeing.com. Gavin, thank you. Thank you. The best of the Riviera. Virginie Villiers from Lutam Car Rentals is with me. Virginie, thank you for coming into Riviera Radio. Can you tell me a bit about Lutam and the car rental company? Hello, Sarah. Yes, sure. Since 1997, Lutam is an independent car rental company in the Alp Maritime. When the company was initially created, Lutam was called Truche Location. Even if the name has recently changed in 2022, our guiding principles remain the same. Provide the bus service at bus prices for all of our relevant customers. And where are you based? We offer local and airport rentals through our five branches located in Nice Airport, Saint-Laurent-du-Var, Golfe-Juan, Mougins and Grasse. Whether you are planning a family holiday, a business trip or simply want to enjoy your weekend, we are here to assist you. A big part of our business concerns also truck vehicles. For home improvements to relocate or for commercial use, our fleet is available for daily, weekly and monthly rentals. And could you tell our listeners what's new for 2023? Our company is starting to offer vehicles with minimal environmental impact. So you will be able to drive soon a vehicle with zero emissions. We will offer a long-term rental service as an alternative to leasing for those who want more flexibility, save money and all-inclusive car service. Can you give us more details about this new service? Yes, so for example, we offer 12 months rental contracts, which are renewable, uh, such as eco, compact, SUV, manual and automatic cars. 
This monthly rate also includes maintenance, assistance, replacement of the vehicle in car in the case of car damage. This new service is available in the Alpes Maritime, Le Var and Monaco. For additional information, please feel free to call us on 0800-567-587. For more information and bookings, please visit our new website on www.letam.fr. The English Breakfast Show is brought to you by Air France. Fly to spectacular destinations around the world. The Air France network accompanies you at every step of your travel cravings to make sure there is no location you cannot reach. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Go to airfrance.fr or in your local travel agency. Get ready for a League One game at the Stade Widu on Wednesday, the 1st of February. AS Monaco plays against AG Auxerre in the 21st round of Ligue 1 Uber Eats. Come and support the red and white for this big game. Information and booking online at asmonaco.com. Don't miss the 2023 Six Nations Rugby Championship. Tune in to 106.5 Riviera Radio every Friday before and Monday after each game at 7.33am, 8.33am, 9.33am, 12.33pm, 4.33pm, 5.33pm and 6.33pm in partnership with Van Diemen's, the authentic Australian pub on the Corse Soleil in Nice. Dota Immobilier is a major real estate agency in Monaco, also covering the French Riviera. Created in 1894, Dota has the property know-how to give you the best advice and offer you the personalized service that you deserve. Rentals, sales and private management. Make the right choice. Contact Dota Immobilier. Dota.mc. That's D-O-T-T-A dot M-C. I don't know what happened there. It's just gone five past ten, taking a look at the international news headlines. Authorities in Australia say they have found a tiny radioactive capsule which went missing last week. Emergency services had literally found the needle in the haystack, according to Western Australia authorities. Uh, meanwhile, the Czech president-elect has told the BBC that Ukraine should be allowed to join NATO as soon as the war is over. And in the UK, more than 100,000 teachers in England and Wales could join the National Education Union strike over pay. Sunny intervals, moderate breeze in the Alpmara team, highs of 14 degrees in Monaco, Monton and Nice, clear skies and sunshine in Cannes and Saint-Tropez, highs of 15 degrees. This evening going down to 2 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for Thursday and Friday, remaining fine, highs of 14 to 15 degrees with a moderate wind. Thank you for listening, thank you for all your emails and taking part in Riviera Wellbeing. Riviera Radio really is your radio station, I can't emphasise how important it is for you to take part in everything that we do always welcome uh, for any comments on our facebook page 106.5 riviera radio or on our website rivieradio.mc where as i mentioned earlier on this morning there are some fantastic uh, prizes uh, being given away all you do have to do is to sign up to the privilege club and uh, the newsletter of course uh, morning to therese who says yesterday for my english class we all read the riviera radio newsletter 
English, of course, about the 150th anniversary of Colette. Yes, I did include, the, include that in the news, uh, Therese, because actually there were some things that I didn't even know. Uh, it was so interesting, and the six French people in the class enjoyed discussing her life and rather colourful relationships she had, yes, to say the least. And they now have become members of the Privilege Club and uh, of the Riviera Radio newsletter. Uh, the person who does the newsletter is brilliant. Uh, thanks to all and the station staff, plus the powers that be. Well, thank you very much, Therese. Uh, thank you for your kind words. And as I said, uh, always here to serve you at studio at rivieradio.mc. I'll be back at 12.30 with the lunchtime news tomorrow morning, if you'll have me, uh, for the Full English Breakfast Show from 7 till 10. And I'll also be announcing the Feel Good Friday theme this week, just after uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, so there you go. That's all that there is left to say, really, apart from a big, big thank you. And, well, everything is wonderful, and being here is heavenly, as always. Everything is wonderful. Being here is heavenly. Every single day she sends, everything is free. I used to be so careless As if I couldn't 